From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, July 19th. I'm Sarah Wright. The Cannabis Cultivation Ordinance has been at the center of controversy since the Board of Supervisors passed it less than a month ago. But the Cannabis Facilities Ordinance was amended in May with little fanfare. There were just a few objections, some from small growers requesting more consideration for microbusinesses, and others from neighbors, most notably a church in Hopland, protesting the removal of the requirement for a 600-foot setback between cannabis facilities and churches. Tomorrow in closed session, the Board of Supervisors is scheduled to discuss a lawsuit over the matter. We don't go to court frivolously. It's very expensive. It's time-consuming. It's not something we would rather do, but when the county of Mendocino acts so irresponsibly as they have around this cannabis issue, uh, we have stretched our resources and filed this lawsuit. David Drell of the Willits Environmental Center says the organization is resorting to litigation because the changes to the ordinance are too drastic to get by without proper environmental review and mitigations. Under this new amended cannabis facilities ordinance, a whole new suite of cannabis tourist facilities are permitted, and they're permitted at every single cultivation site. Uh, And in fact, the cultivation sites don't even have to be permitted They just have to be in process for a cannabis facility uh, to be uh, located there. But in addition to that, the county decided that any and all of these cannabis facilities, tourist facilities, like lodging, farmers markets, non-storefront retail, could be sited at a site without any environmental review. In fact, the county, uh, in this amended facilities ordinance, was passed under what's called the general CEQA exam- uh, exemption, which in order to qualify for that, there, can- there cannot be any possibility of having impacts from the proposed project. And clearly, that is not the case here with, with all these potential uh, developments occurring at every, potentially at every cannabis cultivation site. So the idea that, uh, once again, Mendocino County refusing to look at the impacts of what they're proposing to do, uh, just seemed wrong. And though we could not force them to do an EIR prior to passage of their uh, new land use ordinance, uh, because they took advantage of a loophole that the state legislature gave them to not require an EIR, uh, the county itself claimed exemption under CEQA, and in our opinion, that exemption does not apply here. And we think the county should look at all the impacts of these tourist facilities at every site. And and, and it becomes magnified by the new cannabis land use ordinance, because suddenly the land use ordinance is proposing a whole additional unknown number of new cultivation sites, uh, which, uh, again, the county has no idea how many there'll be, but but undoubtedly there'll be more, and so we have a uh, an unknown increase in cultivation sites and therefore potentially a whole unknown uh, increase in potential cannabis facilities. So what are some of the, the uh, impacts that you're expecting these facilities to have? Well, the impacts are any all the normal impacts that people would imagine around 
tourist facilities. We're talking about traffic. We're talking about lights. We're talking about increased impacts on water res- on water sources, uh, additional sewage and sewage disposal. Did I say noise? Uh, in addition to the fact that there are impacts on wildlife, on uh, increased fire danger, not only from just more human activity out at all these cultivation sites, but people aren't familiar with rural areas. In addition to that, people are buying products that are lit on fire to use. Can you talk about what it is that you want the county to do, or the Board of Supervisors and the Head of Planning and Building? What do you want and what would um, what would make you go away and leave them alone? <laughs> uh, well, we want them to do an EIR as they should uh, with this kind of project, with these impacts. So if you succeed in getting the county to do an EIR, would that review suffice for the land use ordinance also, or do you want a separate EIR for the land use ordinance? No, the land use ordinance needed a separate EIR because it has all kinds of separate kinds of, of impacts. EIR is not something to hassle local government to do. The purpose of the of CEQA and EIRs is to provide the information that local government needs to make good, responsible decisions. And that's the choice that the county supervisors made. Just like in the land use ordinance, they made a choice to have no idea what the impacts of what these laws are going to do, and that is not uh, responsible. They should do an EIR just like they should have done an EIR on the land use ordinance. And these ordinances are kind of a pair of ordinances that are that are connected, uh, as I described earlier. So we want them to do an EIR. We want them to look at mitigations. If there are impacts, and undoubtedly there will be impacts identified, we want them to institute mitigations to re- reduce those impacts to levels of insignificance, which is the requirement under CEQA. Uh, that's what they should have done. And that's what we're asking them to do now. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.